0: Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio, brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. My goodness, how time flies. We've reached the first week of the fall season. Volleyball and soccer getting started this week. Football is just a week away. And a lot of Ottawa Glendorf content this week as the head coach of the OGHS volleyball program and Amber Miller. I almost call her Amber Gerdeman at any given point. You'll hear why, and especially uh, we laugh about that coming up as well. But again, congratulations to her and her assistant Haley for both getting married during this last off season, and the new voice on 106.3, the Fox of the Ottawa Glendorf Boys basketball team and the football team starting next Friday night, Kevin Peel, who I think is going to do an absolutely terrific job in that role he is coming up as well and uh, those two are great interviews both talk about their love for Otto Glendorf and uh, with Amber being a lipstick girl she's a little bit closer to that but I-, I love the enthusiasm in her voice about getting started in a couple of days it kind of changed from what they were supposed to have this coming weekend against seven of the other top teams in the area. Now just playing one game, you'll hear her talk about that and uh, about Kevin's maybe nervousness a little bit, but I think it's nervous channeled energy for the uh, the new task that he has in front of him. Getting to the news and notes, the big news. This week, the uh, governor came out and uh, gave his rules, so to speak, at a press conference on Tuesday about what sports is going to look like in the fall. And it was actually kind of funny in a way because he, he made people wait. He knew that it was coming during the press conference. Got uh, about ten minutes into his speech on sports, and then the feed died. He had to come back and make sure that everybody knew that there was a problem. the uh, The young lady doing the sign language was still live, so she was trying to figure out what was going on and and let everyone know. But uh, I it was it was interesting. Uh, a lot of polarizing reactions to what he said, and that is everything can go forward as far as the uh, contact and no contact sports for the fall go. There are restrictions, however, and the four big ones. Attendance can only be up to 1,500 for a game. Now, this doesn't affect a lot of schools in Northwest Ohio, but more in the Cleveland, Toledo, Akron, Cincinnati, Columbus areas. You can only have 15% of the capacity of your stadium. Just as, a, for instance, most stadiums around, that ends up being around five or 600 people. Uh, football teams can only schedule one scrimmage. That'll take place either tomorrow, the 21st, or Saturday, the 22nd. A lot of those are closed to the public. I know I saw Pandora Goboa and Delphus Jefferson is closed to the public uh, this weekend when they do theirs. The maximum amount of players you can have on your football team at one game is 60. Soccer, you can only have 22 players. Volleyball, you can have 15. And the spectators will only be allowed to be family of athletes or, as it was written, uh, special family friends as well as cheerleaders and marching band. A lot of schools I saw, the Northwest Ohio Athletic League, made it two. You get two tickets, and a lot of schools will be four. So fascinating to find out who does what. As far as media goes, uh, there are some restrictions as well, but I'm excited for us at K94 to be able to do St. Mary's football starting next Friday night at Bath. As far as what that sounds like, what that looks like, I don't know yet. But uh, 6.30 next Friday night should be a fun time. That Coldwater spike-off I was talking about that you'll hear Amber mention here in a little bit, OG was supposed to play in that as part of a uh, round-robin there that they finished second last year and I believe won the year before. They uh, take on Coldwater in just an individual game now. Uh, the schools were able to hook up, and the rest of the teams, the other six from that event, Fort Loramie will go to play St. Henry, St. Mary's will go to New Knoxville, Miami East, will traveled over sales, and the Goldwater spike off that Eric Goodwin put all of his work into and saw nothing come out wasn't the only one that was canceled. There was one in Marysville that was also canceled. Marion Local was supposed to play there. They will now play at Dublin Jerome. Instead, Lima Senior Girls are supposed to play Cardinal Stritch. They'll now play at Corey Rawson on Saturday. Uh, and The Wapakoneta Boys are not allowed to use their field right now, as I understand it. Department of Health orders have them moving their game with LCC on Saturday to the turf football field. For now, they hope to be able to go back to Ryan Field, and for them, I hope so. That's a beautiful place to be able to do a game. According to Finley Courier, the Blanchard Valley Conference also offered Elmwood to join the conference. Elmwood says, well, think about it. Currently members of the Northern Buckeye Conference. They have no immediate plans to join, but... With the uh, shortness of the BBC, they would like to get that shored up pretty soon. Right now, the BBC has 11 teams and uh, sort of offered Lima Central Catholic their 12th spot just for this year. Now, LCC was supposed to play six BBC games in the six-week regular season, uh, but Pandora, Caboa and Macomb in weeks two and four respectively backed out. So now the uh, T-Birds are going to take on Licking Valley and Cambridge in those games. Just didn't work out the way that way. Uh, the New Orleans Saints got a Minster grad in the University of Tennessee's Ethan Wolf. Signed him uh, in the last couple of days. And I talked about this uh, the last couple of weeks, but a lot of the spring football schedules in the country are getting full. Michigan decided in the last week to move their seasons from the fall to the spring. And uh, a little bit of softball news kind of an off-season look. Red Jason Geyser's retweet a couple of days ago, or today actually, that says that Stephanie Sanders, the Bath graduate, moves from Miami of Ohio to Penn State as an assistant softball coach. So congratulations to her and that terrific program that they've built at Bath. That is a look at the news and notes and a little bit of a preview of what's coming up on the other side of this break. You'll hear from the new voice of the OG Titans on 106.3 and at Kevin Peel. Tony's on Main Street in Ottawa, home of the Titan Burger and, if you're really hungry, the Cow Tipper. Tony's grounds their hamburger meat each day. Each patty is fresh and never frozen and not cooked until you order it. Don't forget to add some of the great sides like French fries, pickle fries, and their great breaded mushrooms. While you're there, you can't forget to get some of their great ice cream, ice cream treats, and frozen yogurt. Tony's on Main Street in Ottawa, making burger history since 1962. I have often tried to get people that I am a huge fan of on this show. Sometimes it works out, sometimes Frank kills on the show. Shout out to Frank for being on the show last week. But this week, I'm a big fan of Kevin Peel, who I could tell you everything that he's got going on, but... We just simply don't have that much time. His Twitter bio, at KP underscore broadcast, tells you quite a bit. The man himself and Kevin Peel, and how are you? I'm great, Mike. Great to talk to you. Uh, Hope you are doing well, sir. As good as we can be. Just keep moving on. So by the time that you hear this, you will already know the first part of what happened on Tuesday with the OHSA and with the governor because you all have heard it in the first segment but uh, when we record this, it's Monday night. Just a little bit of radio secret for you, a little behind the podcast. Kevin, not knowing that, you've, uh, you've got a lot of hope kind of tied up right now in what happens this week. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You know, at the high school level, uh, have the, the great opportunity to, uh, to broadcast football and boys basketball for Ottawa Glandorf on uh, 106.3 The Fox coming up uh, this year. Super excited uh, for the opportunity, thankful to, to Mike Holman and, uh, Eric, big humor, uh Seward actually, I should say for, uh, for giving me the chance there. Uh, I've been doing games for BCSN up in Toledo, uh, for the past several years. So, you know, hoping to, for that programming to ramp up. And of course the big disappointment, you know, we already knew the mid American conference pushing, everything back. I'm typically on the sidelines for, for Bowling Green football and in studio uh, producing the the basketball games for Todd Walker. Of course, that's, you know, further down the line anyway, but Mid-American Conference has pushed football back to the spring, so that waiting game uh, continues, but a lot of anxiety on this end, and I know on your end, too, waiting to see what, what's going to happen.
0: Well, and I'll get to the spring in a second, but that might be a heck of a thing in terms of we talked before we went on about trying to make as busy of a schedule as possible. You might get that come springtime.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm hoping, you know, I'm just trying to get a a Michael Heard schedule. going. You know, uh, non COVID COVID schedule is what
0: you're looking for.
1: (laughs) You know, I'm checking in with you a couple, a couple nights a week. Oh yeah. Sorry. I'm doing this game, doing soccer, doing volleyball, football Fridays. Of course you have St. Mary's. So you're always doing something. So that's, my career aim right now, to to get to the Mike Hearn level.
0: Right, right. Uh, What's (laughs) funny about that is, people who probably don't know this, we talk a lot, and I have tried, or we have tried to sort of get you further south to do some things together, and it just never works out where either the game location or the timing, because with your actual job that pays the bills, because we know, you know, sometimes broadcasting, not so much, but uh, of it kind of, you know, you yourself have quite a schedule already to kind of try to work around. And from what you've told me, you're lucky that you have great people that help you do that.
1: Yeah, been been very fortunate, you know, Todd uh, Todd Walker. Of course, you know him well. the The voice of Falcon Athletics has has been really understanding, and he uh, very much pushed me uh, to to go after this this Ottawa Glandorf job because he knew it was. You know, a, a solid gig, a great fan base. You know, a special atmosphere, both football and boys basketball. So he really pushed me to to do that. But he also would support me uh, as much as possible when I was doing TV games the past few years. And of course, Bowling Green basketball—they ne- they never stop. You know, they're playing twice a week. You know, pretty much the the same days and Saturdays when you know MAC basketball's playing. It's a hotbed for high school sports, too. And occasionally I would have a a hockey doubleheader back in Sylvania uh, the same night that a a BG boys basketball game is is tipping off at 3, 4 in the afternoon. So, you know, maybe someone would help me out and and produce the second half of the game so I could go do that. So he's really been uh, one of the the main supporters uh, of everything I've done, including the minor league ventures, too. Uh, telling me to go for it. Um, so I, I've been I've been very blessed. BCSN has always been understanding, and, and OG, this whole process of, of getting the, this job with the Titans uh, and, and the Fox, they've been very understanding, too. So very blessed, Mike, and we have a lot of great broadcasters, a lot of great people in Northwest Ohio.
0: I was told that when you were part of the Florida Firefrogs that your imaging and your production was the best in the league.
1: You know, I, I would say Mike Hurd had something to do with that. I might no, be biased. Uh, it's very possible. <laughs> no, I very much appreciate some of the bumpers and, and out cues that, that Mike was able to provide for me. I think they, they worked wonders for the broadcast, worked seamlessly uh, into the production. And you know, I was so busy at that time. Uh, we had, you know, maybe a five person, you know, front office that slimmed itself down to four even three by the end of the season just because the uh the fire frogs were moving uh relocating to a different spot and so you know a lot of those full-timers were leaving to go find more steady jobs i didn't have time to sometimes think of some of those additional elements to add into the broadcast so mike i really appreciate you helping me out with that last year
0: Well, it is so funny because I make that as a joke and someone's going to think I'm a jerk for saying it and it's fine. But the reason I brought that up is I love doing that stuff. And as you go along and you sort of wear all those hats, you know, like everybody will talk about on this podcast that you don't realize you can't really do some of that stuff for yourself because you can't voice yourself kicking back to yourself. It's just, it's a weird thing. So I've always tried to offer my friends and maybe sometimes bothered them until they accepted it to to sort of be like, hey man, like, you know, if you need some kind of fill for five seconds or you know, a 30 second PSA so you can take a drink between innings, like I got you. And I was happy to be able to do that because I have a guy named Rob Adams who does all of mine and any random idea that comes through my mind, I just text him hey, can you record this? And he does a great job of it. So it was cool to be able to sort of, you know, help out in that sort of way.
1: Yeah, I guess it would sound a little ignorant if I'm speaking and saying, let's throw it back to the voice of Firefrogs baseball, Kevin Peel, that I come back and talk. Right, he sounds ignorant. So I appreciate you you doing that, helping me with that. So we get some different voices on there because I I did all those games uh, by myself. A lot of those, florida state league broadcasters even a lot of double a broadcasters the league above they they do the games by themselves too so you need that variation of voice to you know make sure it's not just uniform
0: well i actually they, think it's a weird thing that like for major league baseball that those guys kind of uh flip where you know for instance the indians tom hamilton does the first three and then he gives <laughs> up the next handful and he comes back for the end i i To me, that's like an odd rhythm thing, or maybe it's just, you know, I love those moments in games where you sit and call the whole game, or in our profession, the way we do it, sometimes you call four or five games in a day.
1: (laughs) It really is an education listening to Major League broadcasts because you bring up the Indians broadcast. The Tigers is very different. Dan Dickerson and Jim Price. Dan Dickerson's calling the whole game. Jim Price is doing uh, analysis. Uh, when I was working for, uh, in the Astros farm system back in 2016, I listened a lot to the Astros games. And Robert Ford, uh, their main play-by-play guy, would call seven innings. And Steve Sparks, the, the former big league pitcher, also a former Tiger, would, uh, he would call two innings. So, I mean, every format's different. It's so unique. It, it's kind of cool to follow uh, how each team does it.
0: Would that be the Tigers that have lost twenty straight to the Indians?
1: Yeah, just about. Yeah, okay. it seems like another sweep this weekend. So I'm okay with trending. this. You know, I, I thought things were, were going well. they were nine and five, Mike, and now I'm back to to nine and ten. But you, you got know, an like week coming up. Yeah, yeah, an exciting week coming up. Though uh, you know, by the time this airs, of course, uh, Tarek Skubal will, will have made his major league debut. Casey Mize will have made his. His major league de- debut, and Isaac Paredes, uh, the sixth ranked Tigers prospect, he uh, got the, his first start Monday night at third base. So, I guess it's time, you know, he, with these prospects, you just kind of have to decide. Well, you're struggling, maybe bring some youth and inject that in the lineup.
0: Tigers no, my, to do team, that. my team's got a whole other set of problems. <laughs> the Indians, yeah, yeah, yes, they got they other problems. No, but yes, it's great. Did. Like it's a weird thing. I just told my wife this the other day. It's very weird for me, obviously being an Indians fan. But I know all the Detroit guys, all the guys you're talking about making their starts. And I, I'm excited about Casey Mize because one, he's not pitching against Cleveland, and two, uh, mm-hmm. being a Mud Hens fan, you know, be I love yeah. the city of Toledo and I love the Mud Hens and I kind of keep up with those guys and, and see what's going on while they're in AAA and while they're coming through the system. And then when they put that old English D on, I don't like them so much anymore. But, you know, it's cool to see it. And if you're going to have a youth movement, I mean, this is probably the year to go ahead and try it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 60 game season. You pretty much have, have nothing to lose. I do have one story of of slight mental devastation. Uh, Casey Mize, of course, was in the Florida state league last year with Lakeland and he threw no hitter got called up to double A Erie but he was actually scheduled to make a start uh in Kissimmee against the Fire Frogs. But then they announced he got called up and I was <laughs> uh, missed him by like two days.
0: It's sort of Dude, funny uh, how that works.
1: Yeah, two days. Yeah, uh, unbelievable. And uh yeah, but Lakeland has, you know, kind of struggled over the past couple years with with Prospects Ben Verlander, I think was there 40 years or so never never got the jump his brother made obviously uh, Justin but yeah um, some fascinating players have went through that Florida State League that's for sure
0: I just like that the Fire Frogs have a coach named Porky Lopez Yes, yeah. I mean if yes, that's not a great name I don't know what is
1: stand-up guy uh, he he has a son, Jack Lopez, who uh, is still in minor league baseball, hammering away. Has, you know, been with the Royals organization quite a bit. Uh, I actually saw him uh, in '16. Uh, little did I know, and then three years later, I was working with uh, his father. He was, you know, the bench coach uh, for the the Fire Frogs. So. Uh, good to see Jack. He, he made some strides and actually made it to, to AAA last year and was, was hitting pretty well. So we're hoping he's able to, you know, get some consistent at-bats in the major leagues. Because Porky's a stand-up guy and and uh, played, you know, a lot of time you know, in the big leagues and had his opportunity to go to Atlanta and uh, potentially coach there. Uh, but, you know, just loved helping the younger players develop. And so, his role with Florida, uh, the Fire Frogs, he, he's loved throughout the years.
0: I am excited, and uh, we talked about this last week sort of informally with this opportunity with 106.3 The Fox for you and uh, with Audubon Glendorf starting next week, hopefully, uh, the uh, Titans kick off the football season. They're coming off a year they went 9-4, and four, got kinda, had kind of a heartbreaker in the opener with Eastwood, lost by 7, went on a spree where they blew out nearly everybody had three close games uh, beat van worden in overtime beat uh, <laughs> beat st mary's in a game that I still don't believe that I got to call in week 3 uh 30 27 I still haven't figured out how to kind of put that game into words had a close loss week against Wapak. Sure. Uh, yeah I it, it it was crazy I mean every time st mary's goes to ottawa Something crazy happens, and this was the first time in the five years that I've done St. Mary's football that my car alarm didn't go off during the game. <laughs> Which I'm oh, sure you've—I'm sure you've had your share of embarrassing things that have happened like that over the years.
1: Yes, uh, I actually called myself out on a uh, a TV broadcast the one time uh, I was doing a baseball game, Perry'sburg and Whitmer uh, High School. It was at Whitmer. And they, the baseball field is situated right along, you know, pretty much a residential street behind the, behind the, behind the school. Uh, so I'd parked there. I'm thinking, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an hour early, but kind of getting close to being late. So I'm just going to park close and, uh, you know, go, go to the booth, you know, it's time to get to the booth. And <laughs> I parked like third base side, right behind the fence. Um, for, so, you know, of course, pop-up foul balls are, you know, kind of screaming down that way. And I was working with a, a veteran analyst who was like, oh, that's not a veteran move to park right there. And there was, there was one ball that actually came down like two parking spots away from me. Um, but, but I actually called myself out on air saying, well, I parked over there. And he said, no, you didn't. <laughs> So that was, that was one of at least the, the Northwest Ohio moments.
0: I have I have had that, and I now have a mental map. Every time I go to a place, I automatically remember where balls have been when I've done broadcasts there and where the most likelihood, because I have a red car, so that makes it even worse, you know, because it's so old. Oh, the cops will tag that. Yeah, but so will baseballs. So I park as far away as possible, drive up close to the venue, set stuff down, and then go find somewhere to park.
1: I mean, the red color is just screaming white baseball. Hit me. Please.
0: Right. right. So. It doesn't just doesn't work that way. But, you know, I'm excited. Uh, OG's got a, a veteran quarterback back in Ball Ball, and I really think they can do some good things. I mean, the way the WBL schedule is set up this year is sort of different for the six games. They tried to take into account natural rivalries, and I'm sure St. Mary's hates it because they don't have to play Kenton but they have to play Wapakadeta and OG in back-to-back weeks. And any time, this is the, I think it'll be the third time in the last five years where those two games have gone back-to-back. And a couple of years ago, kind of an oddity, uh, everybody was unbeaten. One game ends Mm -hmm. up, St. Mary's beats Wapak 13-7. OG comes to town the next week needing Mm -hmm. to to get a win to force a a three-way split. And they beat St. Mary's 13-7. So when these teams play you know, there's going to be, it's going to be a big time and a good time, especially in week three.
1: Yeah. I'm really excited to see how it goes. You know, my, my knowledge for the WBL so far is, is limited. Admittedly, I have a lot to, to learn in the next week and a half. Of course, I've been nervous about this Tuesday decision, um, you know, from, from governor DeWine to see if we're going to play in the fall, um, but I, I'm really excited to, to meet Coach Schreiner. Um, he's done a lot of great things uh, with OG um, and also Tyson McLaughlin, their AD and boys basketball coach. Uh, excellent resources and, and great guys, and they were excited to to welcome me aboard. You know, it, it's quite a transition. You know, Doug Jenkins, the, the guy before me, was doing games for, for 10 years. And so for those who listen to the games, it's, it's going to be quite – a uh, transition for sure for them. Uh, lucky to have uh, Roger Snyder back uh, as the analyst. He's been doing football for years and years, and and is very entrenched uh, in the Titan community. And uh, Tom Von going to be returning to, to do basketball games as well. So that kind of helps with the transition when you have those those analysts. You know, for the listeners' ears, you know that's that's definitely a positive. And and for me, it's just finding out how to display their strengths, you know, to set up the analysts uh, the way that they need uh, in order to, to help fans l- learn what's going on and help them follow the game. So really excited to, to get to know them because they are, they're they're going to know this OG community, you know, so well. I'm, you know, I'm from Toledo, um, but, but I'm trying to kind of migrate myself down and, and entrench myself or, you know, try to just, get all the experiences I I can from fans or the administration or even you, Mike Kern, who's been around, you know, Titan athletics a long time doing games as well, you know, just to, to take in what is a really special community. And I'm excited for, for the challenge.
0: Well, Doug Jenkins was on episode 22. If people go back and listen to this and he talked about how he may have wanted to quit a year before, but things just didn't line up Right. And how it was a hard decision and a lot of it was because of the community, because of the people that he had met over the years and kind of the, the age old thing of, yeah, you called my brother's games. You called my sister's games. You may have, you know, my parents, whatever. Um, it depends on how long you've been around, but I specifically, and I told you this, I wanted to have you on because I know a lot of folks from Ottawa listen to this because uh, I don't know, I'm there or whatever, but, uh, I wanted them to get to know you, to get to know your personality. I think that they are getting a heck of a guy to broadcast those games and that you're going to do a great job. Um, I really think people are going to come to like you. Now, they might not at first. And the only reason I say Mm -hmm. that, this is a piece of advice, is I, in the not-so-distant past, have been the new guy who Mm -hmm. comes after you know the the guys who have been there who are established with the with the people who listen and you and Doug are drastically different but that's not oh, a bad but that's not a bad thing <laughs> and the reason I say that is some people are used to certain things and they might you know take it a little different but I have faith that before long they'll be they'll be huge KP fans <laughs>
1: well, I appreciate the uh, the support Mike and and think about this too you have these fans know where the Fox setup is, you know, not only at the football stadium, but at the they know Supreme where to throw fort. stuff. <laughs> and yeah, the, you know, they're, instead of seeing Doug, uh, they're seeing this kid who, if he shaves, he looks like he's 16 or 15 <laughs> years old. Who's
0: mistaken for one of the that bands?
1: That's going to try and call the games. Are you kidding me? But, so yes, no, but it's, it's a, uh, I feel it's almost a, uh, I'm more nervous to accept. And, and, you know, once the games come back, I won't be nervous calling the games. but it's, you know, almost more nerve wracking for me to accept a position like this, because, you know, this is a community that has very high expectations. I'm putting this up against, you know, a minor league job that I've taken before. And this, this OG job being, you know, more nerve wracking because it's, it's a community that expects a lot, uh, and and has gotten top notch quality throughout the years, and so they're relying on this this young guy to, especially in a year like this. COVID has just wrecked everything, and you know, are fans going to be able to be at the games? You know, for for football in the fall? No, um, basketball, hopefully but but who knows at this point you know it's almost an hour by hour thing so that makes our role as broadcasters that much more important and and it's exciting you know as as broadcasters uh, as i'm sure it is for you that you know we want fans to be there it makes the atmosphere amazing it it, it's what makes sports sports but at the same time you almost have this you know extra like urge to perform and, and do a good job because you know if these fans aren't there it's on you man you you gotta perform you gotta paint the picture and and do so in the best way possible so you know there, there's more responsibility added to it I mean think about for for this I'm a big hockey guy okay so I've been watching you know playoff games the past couple nights uh, they have the the bubble sites in Toronto and Edmonton. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, I mean, there's no fans. There's not 20,000 people in the seats watching these games. They're literally, this TV broadcast is the only way to connect with this game if you want to watch it. I guess you radio broadcasts too, but it's just, it tells you how important, as long as sports are cleared, it tells you how important our role is your role, my role in in describing the action, making sure that that we're painting the picture for for those at home.
0: As it stands right now, if I'm reading the schedule correctly, next Friday night, Fred J. Brown Stadium in Defiance. Have you been there before? I have not, no. You are in for a treat. Now, I don't know how they'll have it set up for everything going on right now, but it is, for my money, one of, I will say so I don't get in trouble, It is the best (laughs) road view in the Western Buckeye League. Now, I love the new St. Mary's setup as far as a home game because you can see the field, and I I always think it was somewhat modeled after Defiance, but they are the nicest people up there. They take care of you. You have, uh, depending on where they sit you, which I think you'll be in the first level all the way to the end, you have a gorgeous two-deck view of everything. Uh, You have uh, great trips this year. Mm-hmm. at Defiance, at St. Mary's, at Bath. And I know a guy that can help you out with some of that because everybody that you see play, I will have already seen play by that point. Yeah, there that you go. Out. Except for Kenton, you're on your own with that one. But you get <laughs> uh, three trips at home, you know, in light of Van Wert and Kenton, those will be great games. I know you're going to do a great job. Uh, people get to listen, I would imagine, half an hour before, about 6.30, is that your pregame? yeah yeah that's
1: that's what I'm hearing right now so you know 630 uh, as long as sports get the the go-ahead of course we're still in under the dark cloud of uh, the unknown as we're talking uh, but but yes yeah, so 6 630 for seven o'clock games and you know I, I hear there are some teams that make some runs in the uh, Wbl uh, in the playoffs and, and OG's had a lot of success in, in football previously so along with you know boys basketball and you of course know the girls basketball great program as well but you know really excited to see how this league pans out it's, it's kind of cool for me you know maybe i've been kind of sheltered inside we know nothing wrong with that you know I've, I've loved being able to call games here but getting the opportunity to go out into the country and experience more of those you know special atmospheres i would say Honestly, one game last year that I guess kind of, you know, showed me what these types of games, you know, these types of atmospheres could be like. You know, Minster's definitely not the same as, as Ottawa Glandorf. Everyone, you know, has their own, you know, special traditions that make their fan base, you know, special. But, um, Toledo Christian and Minster, you know, I hadn't gone to a lot of these regional games outside of Toledo um, and just being able to see a crowd like Minster, you know, a very decorated girls basketball program there, being able to see uh, that type of atmosphere and thinking to myself, you know, these Titan fans, they're going to bring it too, but, you know, not just playoffs, you know, they, they travel well, but it's every night, you know, they're coming out. And so that And that's they don't even why, care
0: what the sport is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why, you know, I, I take this very seriously that, you know, I, I have a, uh, a job to do to make sure, you know, I'm, I'm describing it as best as I can, you know, especially if, you know, we have the unfortunate reality of fans not being able to come. So, so for me, it's exciting to see these, you know, out-of-town schools more often and get to do their games.
0: Well, I can tell you that you are now going to be kind of the head of, so to speak, a group of uh, fans in which two guests on this podcast, Dakota Mathias and Frank Kill, in the last couple of weeks have both said that they hated hate or hate going to OG, and they said it with the most amount of respect because they knew that it was always going to be a, a game, you were always going to be in for a battle, and mm-hmm. the fans were always going to be on you. And as soon as the game ended, they were your best friend. But for that 20, 40, 60 minutes, whatever, they were going to be on top of you, and you were going to get an atmosphere that if you win there, you absolutely know that you went through it and you deserved it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how you do with it.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm excited too to see, to see how it all plays out. I'm excited to to see you more often, Mike. I'm I'm gonna be running into you all the time.
0: My wife doesn't even say that. Your checks in the mail.
1: <laughs> hey, you know, I just I'm a, a man of words. I know what to say. But yeah, no, it's uh, you know, it's exciting. I may run into my boss Todd a couple times here and there. I I know he especially covers. You know Lima Central Catholic, which has nothing to do with OG, but Bath. Not until Florida, March, usually. It, yeah, he's yeah he's doing. You know, so it will it will be uh, exciting to see Nate, sit him, one of your partners, see him. You know, down there at least in the area, but he covers Spencerville. You know, more or less uh, all the time. So
0: you'll be surprised Excite- the people you see, and you'll get tired of pretty quick. <laughs>
1: No, I never, I'll never. i never get tired of you guys. No
0: I problem. still haven't figured out how to get all these people that I cover the same games with every week, all year, how we can just get a caravan so I can save on gas money.
1: <laughs> hey, why not? They I, won't come I, to I my don't... house.
0: That's what it is.
1: Well, is. I'm making a caravan uh, from from Toledo, probably the opposite direction. Right, right. I'm not coming to Toledo. Coming that's from. not
0: happening. <laughs> not unless <laughs> you're bringing me Campus Polyeyes from BG on the way, or Finley, whatever
1: yeah yeah I, I mean i would personally you know, i haven't had it in a little while um but but i would personally love to one of my uh well the todd walker spotter you know our spotter on the on the network for bowling green uh of course you know Miles pizza closed down in bg that was a fixture for years of course among the falcon community still sad and uh, chris chris he's our spotter he's he had the opportunity to go to the miles pizza in South Carolina. Cause they moved there. And, uh, I, I heard the pizza was, was just as delicious as ever. And of course we, we miss it, uh, up here in Northwest Ohio.
0: Yeah. They want 80 bucks for shipping. I'm not all about that. Uh, people who want to get to know you want to follow what you're doing, follow the Titans. Where can they find you?
1: My Twitter, uh, which I use the most, um, KP underscore broadcast, the, the kp and the b are are capitalized um
0: it doesn't so, matter captain fancy pants yeah.
1: <laughs> you know you'll find I, I've it i've played it safe i played it safe right uh, to be honest with you uh with with this sports shutdown i've been doing a lot more browsing on twitter and you know a lot less tweeting just because i don't know if i can contribute really anything out of the you know, out of the spectrum, there's been no sports until what a month ago. You know, some of the professional leagues started up, so felt like I didn't really have much to contribute. Everyone else was kind of saying what was going on, so I just kind of laid back. But, uh, but yeah, that's that's where we'll be uh, giving you updates for, for OG uh, Bowling Green. So hopefully, if you're a, a Toledo fan uh, by any chance here, you're, you're not annoyed uh, by my updates, <laughs> uh, but. I will say, you know, I went to BG, uh, go Falcons all the way, Izzy. Um, but my entire family went to Toledo, so <laughs> I was I was the coat of the uh, the family there. So, you know, I, I tend to to not be as harsh on on Toledo as maybe other uh, of BG fans would be, but. Definitely a, a slant towards uh, the Falcons.
0: Look, I I love BG and I I love Toledo when they're not playing each other. But my family's all from the greater Toledo area, and they're all as UT as you can get. So I get that.
1: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's your one side of the aisle or the other. Really, no in between. You're no, you don't hear people from around here saying, "Oh yeah, Toledo and BG are just fine." You know. No, I just play so both we're... sides. <laughs> it's difficult. I just root for Usually, the kids. It's you're, fine. You're, you're fine. usually you're five, Yeah, I'm far What's enough that? away. I,
0: I don't know. So I'm excited. I mean, uh, I wish you all the best and whatever I can do to help you out, let me know.
1: Well, thank you, sir. And, you know, look forward to to your season as well, getting to, to hear St. Mary's. That's going to be, you know, very relevant to, you know, the entire WBL picture. So looking forward to listening to, to all your broadcasts coming up too. It'll be an exciting season as long as we get the, the go ahead. Uh, but, if, if not, oof, going to be a lot of things. <laughs>
0: Look, you know, I, don't, for, I don't have time for you. your negativity, okay?
1: <laughs> I know, I know. I'm trying to stay as positive as possible. <laughs> but I I, I appreciate you.
0: Dropped.
1: Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you
0: having me on. That's the voice of Ottawa Glandover football and basketball on 106.3 The Fox starting next Friday night in Kevin Peel. Back with more after this. Just a couple of days until there's another edict from the governor's office before the start of the volleyball season. And it already looks a little bit different. And it's not just because it feels like all the females on the OG coaching staff got married and changed their names. <laughs> I still want to say Amber Gerderman, but Amber Miller, it still looks weird on my phone. We just joked about that before it we went on. But first of all, congratulations to you.
2: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> it's nice that during the off season.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was kind of a bit crazy here last year, um, you know, because we had a pretty uh, busy volleyball season, and I was also planning a wedding the whole time, and uh, <laughs> I was a little busy. Well,
0: and it's a little different, too, for Haley, your assistant. She starts yes. that year as a Girton. You guys get to the regionals. You get LB again, and she's not thinking about that. She's thinking about being in your wedding, and yep. then all of a sudden, at the end of that day, you have a different priority because, unfortunately, the season's over, but now she's got to plan a wedding.
2: Yep. Yep. Right after um, our season, Haley got engaged and she started yep, playing planning hers and she just got married this past July here. So hers wasn't all that long ago either.
0: And I think it's a thing that makes me feel older because I realized a couple of years ago, you now enter your third year as a head coach. Mm-hmm. I went to email the uh, coach at Patrick Henry and I looked down and I saw the name and I was like, no way. Like I've reached that point where I called your and Haley's high school games at Lipsick. And now, now you've graduated college. Now you're in your third year. And I thought, wow, so this will be interesting. And you've had already, I would say three pretty big learning years.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. It's been uh, quite a ride so far. Um, You know, first year at Patrick Henry was a great learning experience for me. Um, Definitely, you know, learned a lot and made a lot of mistakes and, you know, tried to learn from them. And, um, I'm still making a lot of mistakes, still trying to figure everything out. Um, but you know, it's a process.
0: Kind of different though, when you, you look across and you think about, you know, lipstick's over there or just kind of thinking about who you have seen your entire life and now you're seeing them from the other side as a coach.
2: Yeah. So that's fun. Um, we are actually scrimmaging lipstick tonight, actually. So that'll be fun to go. Um, go over to our, our home gym, I guess, um, where Haley and I used to play and uh, play against some um, new lipstick girls.
0: Well, at least for you, I, I joke with a lot of coaches about this where they coach at their alma mater and they can just point to the wall and say, you know, look at all the things I've done. And they say, well, yeah, but that was a long time ago. I mean, you can point at the wall and they play the year awards and the conference titles and stuff like that and say, you know, I still understand the game. It's not that long ago.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago for sure, yeah. Feels like just yesterday really.
0: It's kind of yesterday, but you're kind of removed. I mean, you got Kent State wedged in there after the two and mm-hmm. is it weird how quick time goes by that you go from thinking about signing for your senior year and then all of a sudden you realize now you've got these girls doing that same thing?
2: Yes. It is so weird. I time has flown by but um you know it does feel like uh, I guess a while ago that you know I was back in high school and even Kent State feels like forever ago but I don't know you know it's weird how it flies by but it feels so long ago at the same time.
0: (laughs) You were supposed to get the season kicked off in a big way on Saturday the normal way that OG does and has been very successful with cold water spike off in that big gym and COVID decided oh we're going to get together and uh, we're going to force that to change you still get cold Water. You're just not allowed to play multiple teams. Is that how does that change your kind of thought or your preparation?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, everything around, you know, five, six o'clock last night, everything was good to go for the cold water. We got um, our information from Coldwater's AD about guidelines and stuff that we were getting ready to follow so we could have the tournament invite. Um, and then last night around 10 o'clock, I'm getting text messages and emails from different coaches and players, you know, wondering about this new order about um, you know, you can only play one team in 24 hours. So it was a really quick turnaround from thinking that we were going to have this tournament to all of a sudden, you know, the tournament's getting canceled. Um, so yeah, it got canceled, but uh Tyson our AD was able to uh get us a game versus Coldwater. So we're still going over there. Saturday morning. So that's a plus, at least, you know, that we still got a game scheduled and versus Coldwater, who, you know, is always a good team that's going to be some really tough competition for us. So um, I guess moving forward, we are looking to hopefully schedule two more games to make up for the games lost at that Coldwater invite.
0: Last year, you get to play St. Henry twice. They, they're the only team to get you twice and the only one of the regular season. Kind of mm-hmm. does it help you, obviously, later on thinking about? The way that that spike off is set up, I know it's shorter in terms of the amount of games, but all right, this is what we might be able to do, to do against them later in the season if we're seeing one of those teams again.
2: Yeah, um, we were actually supposed to play St. Henry again right off the bat at the Coldwater Invite, um, and we play them later on in the regular season as uh, a regular season game. And um, we have the Crestview invite later on in the season that St. Henry goes to, but I'm guessing that's going to get canceled too now. Um, But yeah, like you said, going to that cold water invite was so helpful because, you know, it's the first game of the year and you're going right in playing some of the toughest competition in the state. And, you know, so right away, you know, we might be thinking that we're good, you know, we got all these strengths, but really, you go in and play that competition, and all of a sudden, you're finding a lot of holes in your game. So I really like that competition last year. We walked away um, with realizing, you know, that we had X, Y, and Z to work on. Um, so it's unfortunate that we won't be able to play, you know, three tough games instead of just be one tough game.
0: And I don't know that enough people realize it, but what's crazy about the cold water spike off and Crestviews which is supposed to be in October, and who knows what mm-hmm. the world looks like then? But those, like you said, those are usually littered with by that point anywhere from, especially in Division Four, the one through five ranked teams, and then of course your guys' ranking is usually pretty high. But that's, I mean, that's a high quality day to spend a or way to spend a day.
2: Oh yeah, last year at Crestview we had us, uh, Saint Henry, Marion Local, and Edison. Um, who are all, you know, top-ranked teams in the state, you know, going all to one tournament, battling it out.
0: I uh, I love some of the places you guys go this year. I mean, you get that trip back. Uh, again, the, of course, these are all tentative right now with the way the yeah. world is, but you get uh, some big gyms. I mean, you go to LCC later on, but uh, you get some kind of little different gyms where you've got to be more kind of compact, I would think. Salina is one of those. And I did that game a couple of years ago, and I remembered thinking, too, with all the big swings that your front line generally takes and the way that Anne's front lines generally were, that's one that you kind of got to close it down a little bit and be more concise.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, this is my first time going to Slyna, too. <laughs> so. Um, well, now I you know, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Now, thanks for the heads up. <laughs> Definitely something that we'll have to put in our scouting report, you know, about controlling our side with that. Um, and yeah, and work with that.
0: It's, uh, it's also good that that's in late September too, because the way the the schedule bounces back and forth last time they had to do it, it was in August. It was right at the end of August and it was about a hundred degrees outside. They have no air conditioning in that school. (laughs) So you might luck out this time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I'm glad this year's bath game is home. I remember walking into that game last year and it felt like it was 200 degrees in that gym. It was hot. <laughs>
0: it's a very warm tub. But it's a, it's a different year, too, for you. Obviously, you lose 16 years, four of which had all WBL honors. And not only that, but you lose a very diverse group with Taylor Alt and Claire Iden, both at Toledo, Erica Anister and Brianna Schimler. The four of them right off the top with Taylor Ricker and Nicole Gurton, they did things so well. It seemed like they were almost always in sync.
2: Yeah, we definitely lost a lot last year. We had a great group. Um, our senior class last year were just, um, you know, like you said, four of them never came off the court, you know, played all the way around for us. Um, and they were really good leaders, and they had a lot of experience playing together. Um, so, yeah, they had a lot of good chemistry between them. Um, we do have quite a few players coming back, though, you know, Maddie White, Aaron Kaufman, Maya Ellabrock, Ella Brock and Muskie Fortman. So we have five returners um, yeah. who have really stepped up and have taken on this leadership role for the team now. So I'm really proud of how they, um, you know, have quickly come from being kind of the underclassmen to now, you know, taking the lead for the team.
0: And that was kind of that thing with Aaron Kaufman and especially Maya Alabrock. I thought, throughout the course of the season where that senior leadership, you could tell they were continuing to push her, and she just continued, it seemed like, to make the right play at the right time when you guys needed it.
2: Yeah, um, Aaron and Kauf, Aaron Kaufman and Maya Ella Brock made a lot of progress last year. Um, that was both their first experience being on varsity, and Maya was a freshman. Um, and so we were kind of trying to play the long game with them. You know, we knew that they weren't going to come in, getting, you know, eight nine kills a game. Um, but towards the end of the year, their percentages were going up and they were getting more kills and better touches on the ball. So, um, you know, we had them playing their best volleyball towards the end of the season.
0: Every every team, every day, all that, the coaches will say, you know, the next game, whatever. But is there a team or a place that you saw in your schedule that you thought, all right, I'm really looking forward to this one to see how it'll test us?
2: Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to We were talking about the Salina game. Um, earlier we saw Salina I think three times this summer and they beat us two out of the three times Wow! so um, yeah uh, that's a game that we're definitely looking at and looking forward to To um, you know obviously that's a WBL game so it's got some extra importance so that's going to be a fun one it's
0: crazy that actually Salina is the last team to beat Ottawa Glendorf at home but it's been about eight years in terms of mm-hmm. WBL play. So, that's that's uh, not always been an easy game. I mean, even when they're down, like the last couple of years, for whatever reason, they tend to bullet point you guys and just try to bring everything they can that night.
2: Yeah, you know, we know that with the WBL, we, we definitely got a target on our back. And we know going into a game that the team we're facing, they're going to be playing their best volleyball. So, uh, you know, we just got to expect that and raise our level of play as well.
0: And then, of course, the Route 65 rivalry ending the year with Columbus Grove. I'm sure that is always a fun one for the girls just because of how close everybody is on that corridor.
2: Yeah, um, I think a lot of the girls play club together, so they know each other pretty well. Um, they're friends off the court. Um, so that's always a fun game, yeah, to end the season with um, with some uh, close, you know, friendship, rivalries.
0: <laughs> and you got to be happy. They don't have uh, any, uh, I would say, a line of six, three girls on the other side. That's always a helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm looking forward to your guys' this season and seeing what, what you can do. I hope that you have a very successful season and uh, a very long tournament run, whatever that might mean this year. <laughs>
2: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I hope we, yeah, I can get an opportunity to, um, you know, play a complete schedule and have a, you know, a full tournament this year.
0: Is that a weird thing as a coach going into a year, sort of, especially being a younger coach, of worrying that all this work that we put in, everything, you know, we have the season charted out, it might not end where we think in terms of not the round or anything with the playoffs, but you could, just kind of theoretically get it pulled at any day do you have to change anything that you do as a staff
2: um you know right now it's just all about monitoring the players you know checking for symptoms making sure that they're staying healthy and doing what we can to to slow the spread um but yes it's super weird um you know i never thought that i'd have to worry about not you know not being able to play a complete schedule. So it wakes me up in the morning, keeps me up at night, you know, definitely um concerned about it, but we just take it day by day, trying to do what we can and um you know, really trying to appreciate the time that we have now on the court together.
0: You're not supposed to be that stressed out as a newlywed in your honeymoon <laughs> phase, I think.
2: <laughs> I know.
0: I'm like, wait a second, that's not how that's supposed to go. Well, I mean, tell your husband they said for better or for worse.
2: Yeah, <laughs> he's feeling it too, trust me.
0: Right, he's he's kind of like, wait a second, what, all right, hold on, this is not yeah. going to work.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't think he signed up for this, he's probably thinking.
0: <laughs> hey, again, you just tell him, for better or for worse.
2: Yep, exactly.
0: Well, good luck to you guys on Saturday and the rest of the season.
2: Yeah, thank you, I appreciate that.
0: That's the uh, head coach at Ottawa Glendorf, Amber Miller, back with more after this.
2: Danny, the deal maker. Have you ever noticed how Lee
0: Kensel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters, like all of our salespeople. Yeah. And then you got your talent on the bench, ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins, like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKensel.com, and on the phone at 866 lee Kinsel. Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well then, head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep-fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062, and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. Make sure you go out and support your local athletics, and a big thanks to uh, Tony's and My Place and Lee Kensel for always being great and sponsoring high school athletics. It's always a, uh, a great time, and they all – have been great people throughout the years. Uh, Speaking of uh, Spencerville Athletics, starting next week, the 28th, the Bearcats are on Z Sports 3 exclusively for their soccer season, and they are 15 games strong on the boys and girls soccer pitch for this season. You can hear all 15 games on Z Sports 3. I'll be at all 15 of the home games, and you can hear them on Z3, and I believe also through Spencerville's Video feed, you'll be able to watch them and hear that game as well if you would like. Uh, hoping to have the coaches on at some point and to get as many coaches on this program as possible. If you want to be on, hit me up on Twitter at PVP, Also, Mike at MichaelHearn.com. And uh, we'll get you on, uh, hopefully, again, a preview of football next week. Because it'll be just the day before when this comes out. I'll talk about uh, St. Mary's football as their matchup with Bath, and then a handful of other things as well. But uh, just to finish this show up, kind of a, a personal thing, I just want to remember my father-in-law passed away, Richard Popovich, this week, and uh, just a terrific human being. If you never got a chance to meet him, <laughs> funnier than I think he got credit for, but we love him, we're thinking of him, and... uh That's who this episode is for. I hope that you have enjoyed it. And a big thank you to Kevin Peel and Amber Miller again. But uh, that's what I have for this week. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great week. And thanks for listening to Around the Hearn. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.